You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Delatory. Same corner, same times, beautiful vibes. How are y'all boys feeling today? Man, I'm feeling good. I uh, had a uh, Eric Church concert Saturday night. So boys, it was it was lit here in, in beautiful Tampa, Florida. Uh, my favorite musical artist um, was able to grab seats right in the pit area. Uh, able mm. to sneak myself right up on the rail, uh, pause, and just had myself a, a grand old time for about three hours. So shout out to Eric Church. Been, shout out to deep iPhones deep. for great photos. If y'all don't follow, if y'all don't follow Dan on IG, man, Dan be on the bender. So if you like a nice, like mm. busy IG story, Dan's a good follow. Uh, so be sure to follow Dan. So I was watching <laughs> your uh, IG story, and you call you call this church guy uh, country music Jesus. Elaborate a little bit for me. Oh, no, that's a, that's the name of a song. So, oh, um, oh, my bad. But, but I, I do think I thought, you was, calling, I thought you was calling him the goat. Oh, well, no, he is the goat, but he has a song called Country Music Jesus, and I'm pretty sure he's referring to himself. Oh, um, nice. He, he doesn't explicitly there? say it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's referring to himself. What are you saying? Country Music Jesus. What, what, is, what is he saying, Nick? Ken, Ken Griffey Jr. used to have a shirt uh, when he was still playing with the Mariners. It said, like, walk softly but carry a big stick. Eric Church is not walking softly there. No, he sure is. He, he doesn't know. say Eric Church is country music Jesus. I think there's some allusions to there needs to be a country music Jesus and that maybe he's fulfilling that role in that prophecy. I'm not Eric Church. I'm not a songwriter, but I'm not going to disagree with that premise either. The okay, listeners, man. Dan. Immediately, we've we've uh, we've pissed off. Uh, our, the listeners our... know, so I think like, he's probably like, the Jay Z of country music. Uh, yeah, I would put him up there. I mean, there's not a lot of people that can sell. Alan out. Jackson would probably be the Jay Z of country music. Just decades of success. Yeah, y'all, got, y'all ain't put no dropped. respect on Billy Ray Cyrus. No, 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 Billy no. Ray Cyrus. No, country music. no I mean, no, you're, abs- you're absolutely right. We have not put any respect <laughs> on Billy Ray Cyrus. Not I mean, if, if we're gonna keep it a bean, right? And Garth Brooks is probably the country music Jesus. Right? Lady Lady Hart people, slaps, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are gonna say, "Hey, Garth Brooks, like sold out, did whatever." One of the best-selling music artists of all time. So Garth Brooks is probably the country music Jesus. But if you're talking about musicians that are still putting out music right now. It's gonna be hard to argue against uh, against Mr. Church. Mr. So he's not Jay Z. He's like NBA Young Boy of country. No, music. no, no. He's a little bit higher than NBA Young Boy. This, this um, isn't this isn't this isn't mumble bluegrass country. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying NBA to think. Young Boy maybe does like crazy a, numbers though. But, um, maybe like a Drake, like a, Drake, like a Diddy, a Drake. Yeah, Drake, Drake. Yeah, country so, Drake. Um, this is um, the sixth time that I've seen him over the last, I don't know, 12, 13 years oh, now. Oh, borderline groupie. Well, Bro, let, me tell, you, where, let me tell you about where's the, groupies. Where's the tour bus going next? <laughs> no, let me tell you about a groupie. It's going to Chicago. The lady, that was in, <laughs> the lady that was in front of us, let me tell you, she was with this guy that she met at a concert a few years ago, an Eric Church concert that I traveled together. This is her 32nd show, and she's going to six more stops on this tour. Ooh, I'm like, so you were jealous. Fam. 
That's 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 a lot of that's well, you, a lot. You, you, of called it, you called a sixty-seven-year-old lady fam. She was like, "I love Eric Church. I'm going to Chicago." And you're like, "Fam, that's a, month, a little yeah, much." Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. I looked Teach over your the book. Ways. I'm like, "This this is that's that's a little too much. It's a little too much." But uh, hey, also well, about my weekend. I had a recovered recovery day yesterday, so not typical Bender vibes. Yeah, just enjoyed yeah. enjoyed the pool. Got some sun. He's nice. enjoying Dan's enjoying the uh the, the new place he's at. He's enjoying like uh golden hour right now. I sure am. Yeah, yeah. Golden hours are better than golden showers. <laughs> okay, um, so my weekend was good in yeah. Miami. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. involved neither of those things. Uh, very um, good. That he wants to talk about. Yeah, um uh, club space. Um so I love oh my god, that's that's different life. You're not living a yeah. lifestyle to go in club space, man. You're no, I, I've I've aged out of club space. I for think. sure, I don't, I don't think sure. you can age out of club space, but uh, well, yeah, uh, not it's not an age thing. It's more of a uh, vice thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need, like you, need some, fine. you need yeah. some accelerants to to party at club space at uh, mm. two p.m. on a on a Wednesday night. Um, got down, saw the family, hung out with them for a couple of days, watched Florida. Take the series over Miami. Had a couple Mark Light shakes. Silk, not in attendance. Friday night. Big hey, win. Big no down. I had great intentions. <laughs> a lot changed from Monday to Friday. Man, a lot did change. I'll tell you that, man. It got real celebratory, man. Uh, I told me and Nick talked earlier. I had all the intentions on the, in, in the world and coming and then like like news and then like you know business is, is doing great so mm-hmm. a lot of things changed and also I had I had plans already to go to Jacksonville for the weekend and spend time for my grandmother's uh, memorial that we we're going to celebrate every year so um I needed a moment just to like just you know pop champagne with my pops a little bit and just do our little thing so the plans changed and then I had to go to Jacksonville for the weekend but I'm gonna catch up. I'm catching. We got some. We got some baseball plans lined up. We gotta do a photo shoot for Stadium Miguel. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try to catch a baseball game that day. Yeah, we do. Pops Champagne. Yeah, that'd be a good name for like a, a dad that parties. You know. Hey, my name right. is Luke, and This is Pop Champagne. Oh, that's that's fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can steal that's that nice, one. That's a nice name for a band. Yeah. Like an R&B group, Pop Champagne. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, like we've got. We've got a big show today. We've got Corey Bender uh, from On3 joining us. I think for the first time ever. We, we've discussed in the past. We never got the schedule uh, totally aligned, so we're excited to welcome him. And then Neil Blackman's going to come on from Florida Basketball Hour uh, to talk a little basketball. Uh, but before we do that, let's give a shout-out to our friends over at Allen Horn Insurance. Visit allenhorninsurance.com if you are looking for any insurance need, whether that be rental, motor, life, house, boat, RV, whatever the case may be, give Alan Horn and his team a call. He represents Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee. Give him a call at 706-692-2888 or follow him on social media at SFAgent, Alan H, or Alan Horn hyphen State Farm Agent on Facebook. But again, Reach out to Alan Horn if you are in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama. Well, let's get Corey on uh, to the show. Corey's going to be driving, so if the the volume is a little or the sound's a little wonky, that's the reason why. Uh, But we're super appreciative to welcome Corey to the show. Corey, how are you, my friend? Hey, what's up, fellas? How you guys doing? Corey, it sounds like you're in a damn studio. Corey drove drove to House of Hip Hop and is recording in an actual studio. 
No, man, I'm, I'm saying the right lane driving. So, no, hopefully it's good. I have my ear pods in, so hopefully you guys can hear me pretty good. You sound fantastic. You, you sound Enjoy. better than Nick does most of the time. Um, <laughs> Corey, we had a, a big uh, and first big uh, recruiting weekend uh, for the class of 2023 under Billy Napier this past weekend. I guess it started on uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Um, I guess from a high-level overview, and then we'll, we'll kind of get into individual prospects, how did the weekend go uh, from, from your perspective and, and everything that you've heard? Yeah, I think overall it's a pretty good success, man. They moved the needle with a lot of big-time kids. I know a lot of people want commitments like ASAP. I know a lot of fans kind of get pretty impatient when it comes to that stuff. But I think overall, compared to recent years, man, I think Florida, I mean, man, they knocked out of the park with a lot of kids. And I can't tell you how many kids have also said just the differences between the old staff and the new staff uh, when it comes to these visit weekends. And I try not to trash the old staff when I put these articles out, but it's like they give me these good quotes about like, hey, man, I'm, I'm considering Florida a lot more than I was a year ago. Um, but overall, man, I mean, we have the three kids. They're all deciding in July. Um, Florida's seeing a good spot for a lot of those kids. So overall, no, they did a great job. They got to my birthday, Corey, 23rd. They got cooking the 23rd because I need presents. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no, no, overall, I think right now, though, man, I think the momentum is really going in the right direction. I think just with this staff – and I know a lot of people were asking with the amount of staff hires they made in the offseason, like how is that going to affect just recruiting the program? I think that's been a huge point from Katie Turner to the on-field coaches. It's just that home-like feel with a lot of these kids. And just the vibe has been really, really good on campus. And Florida's really in the hunt. I, I thought 2022 class, you know, I, I mean, it was kind of like it was kind of like a placement class. They had to kind of come in and fill some holes and just try to add the class, try to get as many high-level guys you can and I think with the amount of time I had getting Kamari Wilson was just super impressive. I think just getting, I mean, got one visit right before sign day and they were able to convince him. So I think this 2023 class really has a chance to be special. And early on heading into spring, man, it's, it's really trending up. Yeah, you, you, you smooth right past my July 23rd question. Uh, uh, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no comment. Um, Corey, <laughs> Can you what? guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got yeah, you. Okay. Um, Silk, Silk's trying to drag that that whole July twenty third that came out. Um, I forget. It's a Saturday in July. Usually that's like like traditionally my my birthday's around Friday night lifetime. So when okay. I see that date, they they make that 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 announcement that they're committing on to July twenty third while still in Gainesville. Um, you know my antennas go up. That Saturday got to be some type of camp, some type of event. That's the middle of camp season, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And I actually talked to Peyton Kirkland, offensive lineman from Dr. Phillips. He's one of the kids that is going to announce that day. And I kind of asked him, I mean, him and I have a great relationship, so I thought I'd just be up front with them. I said, are you guys considered a package deal? And he said, we're just not ready to kind of reveal that yet. So I, it's kind of interesting, right, because I think Derek LeBlanc and Peyton Kirkland, I'm leaning towards Florida for both those kids. Malik Bryant's kind of a different story. I know Florida's sitting up very high in this list. And they have, I mean, under the old staff, they're kind of up and down with them towards the end. I mean, just bear with the way the season was uncertainty with the staff. It was a long shot for him to kind of end up in Gainesville, but Florida me up. I mean, they hosted him earlier this, uh, he was in January when he came on campus or it was late December and the staff made a really strong impression. It's kind of interesting. I think with him, he's more of a question mark right now, but I mean, if all goes planned, he'll be back on campus here soon. So I think that visit coming up whenever he does schedule, it's going to be massive as far as Florida's chances, but if they all are a package deal, you have to kind of look at Florida being that one school. Miami in there, too, because, like, Peyton Kirkland likes Miami a lot. Derek LeBlanc does, too. 
Um, but I think right now, I know Florida feels pretty good for all those kids. I just think with Malik Bryant, he's kind of more of the question mark right now. He has a lot of big suitors. All, all three of those kids have lengthy offer sheets, but I think with him, there's a little bit more uncertainty. But I think with Peyton Kirkland and Derek LeBlanc, it's definitely trending up. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not putting in a prediction just yet. We still have four months to go. Mm-hmm. And with these kids kind of getting on the road left to right and hitting all these big time schools, I think so much can change. I mean, you see all these visits too. There's so much momentum when you're on the visit, you're doing these interviews right after, um, you know, your emotions are high, you're on campus, but as you get, when you go back home, kind of talk with your family, you see other campuses, <laughs> there's always that chance that momentum starts to slide in another direction. So I think right now Florida's in a good spot for all those kids, but there's still a long way to go. You mentioned Malik when his visit was um, shortly after the the new staff. Like they, they didn't even have a full staff yet, right? Yeah, no, it, it wasn't too long ago. Yeah, it was like a pretty. I think it was right before the early the early sign period, or I think it was in January. I have to look. Um, but yeah, no, it was with the new staff, and they knocked it out of the park with him, man. I mean, that's where they really kind of re-entered the picture for him at that point because I know Georgia was Georgia, Alabama. Miami, those have been three schools kind of linked to his recruitment, and now Florida's kind of right at the top as well. So I think with him, it's just he's met with the staff once. Um, they did a great job, but you know, that was several weeks ago. So it's going to be, I, I'm, if they come out and say they're a package deal, I think right now the two schools you have to look at the most right now are Florida and Miami. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, also this weekend, uh, Nick's going to pull up the, the full list, um, but a name that a lot of people were excited about, um, committed to to Notre Dame currently, uh, but five-star uh, Keon Keeley. Uh, I think it's his first time meeting with Billy Napier. And mm-hmm. is it his first time on campus as well? Uh, no, so he, he came last summer, and he okay. was also at the Alabama game as well. So I think – I think third time as a recruit, I think maybe early on as a kid, he's probably been in a few games, but third time as a recruit and first time with the new staff. And, and he uh, reading your article here on on three, he grew up, uh, I guess, a Gators fan, uh, which to a lot of people might be the kiss of death, but um, is he a guy that, uh, you know, Florida's trending up for Does he seem still pretty locked in with, with Notre Dame and what might Florida have to do to, uh, to try to convince him uh, otherwise? Yeah, so he's pretty locked in with Notre Dame right now. Um, he's been careful with his words. So Notre Dame, I think with him, is just a total package from the academics to the atmosphere in South Bend. And obviously Marcus Freeman, they had a, him getting mm-hmm. promoted. That kind of, you know, I'm not going to say save Notre Dame, but like basically if they had to hit the reset button, the whole staff, I think he may have reopened his recruitment. But yeah, he has a great relationship with Marcus Freeman. And But I think right now, if he was going to flip to a school at some point, I mean, I think Florida would be the first choice for a lot of people. Um, and like you said, it is a kiss of death most of the time. But, yeah, I mean, he when we talked to him in the Alabama game, um, I mean, the kid completely raved about Florida. It was one of those interviews where it was almost – it was, like, too good to be true the way he was talking about Florida. He was talking more high about Florida than commits were, like, just raving. Like, it was my favorite school growing up, and I had an amazing time, and just this is a school I loved and just kind of kept going on. And I think since then he's kind of been more careful with his words. Now that he's, like, a five-star, number one edge in the country – he kind of understands, like, okay, I got to be careful with my words because people are going to put, put me on, like, flip watch and all this stuff. <laughs> uh, but Florida, no, no, they they definitely made a really strong impression. Um, Mike Pearson was by his side, really left his side the whole visit. As expected, Billy Napier, I mean, Patrick Tony, you name it. I mean, they, he got the red carpet treatment. I think right now if he was going to flip to a school, I don't think it will be until maybe summer or fall mm-hmm. or even maybe later on after that. It's going to take time and effort, but – I think Florida, it's just about getting him on campus more and more and building that FaceTime with them and just 
familiarity and just kind of growing that relationship. Because, um, I mean, he loves he loves Florida. Um, yeah, I know this season is going to be – I think with a lot of these visits right now, I mean, everyone's an all-star in the offseason when there's no records on the line. Like, everyone's recruiting well. There's momentum. But you got to perform on the field. And this fall is going to be interesting for Florida just based off – where, where's the momentum going to be in like October, November, you know, when it comes to like mm-hmm. crunch time and signing these recruits. But I think with him, he's going to come back hopefully in the spring. Um, I, he wants to take all five officials. I'd be shocked if he doesn't go to Florida for one of those at the same time, it's close to home. So maybe he doesn't, but mm-hmm. I think right now, Florida, if someone said, Hey, if you had to pick a school where he, where he, he would eventually flip to, I think it would definitely be Florida, but I, they just need to keep getting him on campus and getting him comfortable. Um, Obviously, with this new staff, I think that's the biggest X factor, just getting him on campus. I heard you right. You, you said 100% flip. That's what you just said? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I, think, I, I think the article's already there. That's what I heard, uh, too. Yeah, yeah, oh, 100% flip. <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 it'll be interesting, man. And the thing is, a lot of these Tampa Berkeley prep kids, um, when you interview them, you usually have – this is like their thing at their school. You have to go through their head coach, and it's a very tricky process to even get those kids on the phone because – it's just they run it differently than most mm-hmm. high schools. So, um, like, say right now, if I'm on to call him, him and I have a good relationship, but I have to go through his head coach. And it's just kind of so to get his thoughts on a visit, the best time to get that kid is right on campus, which we usually do. But yeah, I think Florida, I mean, they, they definitely made a really strong impression, man. I think, I think I, he wasn't going to flip how good the visit would have been. He was never going to flip this weekend or anything like that. But I think they definitely made, I think if you're Florida, you're, you're pleased. You made the best impression you could have. Mm. Right, right, right. Uh, I see Kermani, AJ, and Tony Mitchell, AJ Harris, Tony Mitchell, those guys. Are they visiting the same day? And, and what's the buzz behind all that? Yeah, man. Yeah, so they'll be here. I think it's March 19th. So Tony Mitchell and Kermani, they'll both be in the 19th and 20th. So they'll be in for multi-day visits. And mm-hmm. then, obviously, with AJ Harris, he'll be there for one day. So I think with Kermani, I know back in the fall, right? So Florida was leading for him. They're in a great spot, and and that, that was even like when the season was kind of going the other way too. They kind of it was just a, he loves the school, um, and Keon Zipper he's always said that's his cousin, so that's obviously a thing that kind of he has that family you know that family uh, tie to the university as far as knowing people up there from Polk County. Play, play cousins or real cousins, Corey? What kind of yeah, report? Well, you, you got? so you got funny, it. bro. Like, yeah, he he says his second cousin. So I mean, mm, well, okay. I mean, I don't, the thing is, he doesn't bring him up in interviews. I don't know. I know they're close, <laughs> but. He mentions mostly like Irvine and all the Polk County kids. So, uh, right, with right, see right. with Cremani, I think right now I think Florida is in a good spot, but they're definitely this visit is going to be everything. I think right from today to when he visits, it's going to be a whole other thing. He just hasn't met the staff yet. So Florida's, I mean, he likes Florida the school. Obviously, he loves he, he sees what they're doing. There's a lot of momentum in Gainesville, mm-hmm. uh, but they have to get him on campus. That's the number one thing. Miami's already got him on campus. Alabama just got him this past weekend. So. He's taking his visits. I know he wants to get up to Michigan and Ohio State as well. So he's more of a wait and see right now. I think over the long haul, floor is going to be right there at the top like they have been. But and the thing is with this staff, too, I haven't seen one kid that hasn't raved about this staff. So when Cormani's in town for multiple days, I think they're, they're going to go complete all in for this kid. So I think once his visit's over, he's probably going to say Florida's right there at the top, you know, like they were in the fall. Um, but as far as, yeah, Tony Mitchell – I think right now with Tony Mitchell, man, I would probably say Alabama might have the slight lead right now, um, a little bit over Florida. Florida's right there at the top. I mean, he's another kid that's getting prioritized big time. Um, but I think right now it's kind of an Alabama-Florida battle, in my opinion. And then I think with A.J. Harris, same type of thing. It's more of a two, 
more of a two-team race as far as he see his dad keeps saying that he they don't want crystal balls put in they kind of want to come out of left field and make a commitment so they're trying to keep everyone guessing with his recruitment i think right now it's florida and clemson right there at the top i think clemson right now i think last month i probably would have said florida had the most me- uh, momentum but i think clemson is kind of i think clemson's kind of regained that they just got him on campus so Floor's in the hunt for all three of these kids. I think Tony Mitchell and A.J. Harris are more realistic as of today, but I think over the long haul, I mean, Cormier McClain, he'll be right there at the very top of Florida as far as mutual interest goes. It's just about getting him on campus and meeting the staff. All right, you brought up Money McClain, so we got to get your take on Cakegate. Uh, mm. Florida had the video. Yeah, right. uh, FSU had that hostage uh, video release. Uh, what was what's Corey Bender's expert opinion on uh, the cake for for Kormani and uh, the kind of the kind of things that uh, a bunch of schools, not just Florida, are doing uh, when it comes to recruiting guys like this? No, I think it's I think it's cool, man. I mean, he's not the only one that they've done like a happy birthday to as well. They did it for another kid, Damari Brown. But as far as cake rankings, you got to put Florida in first, then Oregon, mm-hmm. then FSU. As far as the Kormani McLean happy birthday wishes. Yeah, this is why we need Corey Bender on the podcast. I asked yeah. him a simple question, Silk, and he gives me a cake ranking. I didn't even yeah, ask him does. for a ranking. He's, hey, man, Corey's, got, Corey's got a top 25 of cake rankings. Ready. It's a, it's a, it's a Corey thing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. The FSC, yeah, the FSC one was pretty suspect. But, um, no, I think it's pretty cool, man. And it wasn't your traditional just happy birthday like the other schools did. They had kind of had, like, a whole video made out with different staff members. And it was kind of like a – almost like an edit video – just the way they did it and how nice, like how I thought it was a good presentation, man. I know the mom was pretty much speechless when she saw it. I mean, Florida is the first one to do it. So that first impression is always huge. So um, with him, I think, I think it's a good thing Florida is doing. I mean, they're just very personal people. There's just very, I mean, just that atmosphere in Florida is just super positive. And I've talked to so many kids too. They just rave about Katie Turner, just hit her, her energy and, from just the off, I, I talked to Cedric Baxter. Did we have Katie. anybody that, that that you even compare the last staff in the role that Katie and what she's doing? No, like, not right? at all, man. Now that's the thing. Like the thing I heard with the old, I mean, a lot of these guys too. I have so much respect for, and I know obviously now they're at new jobs, but I still know how it was. But that recruiting office just wasn't that connected before. There was, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say like different groups, but it just didn't. They weren't as a. I don't think they operate as a unit should. They just there's a lot of miscommunication and mm-hmm. certain kids weren't getting contacted by the staff and then another staff member tries to jump in and kind of trying to salvage that relationship. With this staff, it's just a huge team effort. I think with Napier, people always said when he came on board just how organized he is. And I think that's like the key word here when it comes to the whole staff and the whole program is just how organized they are as far as the, from recruiting to offseason workouts to you know from everything. From all the stages, like how Napier has the stages of the program in the offseason, it's it's kind of it's mind-blowing, really, honestly, when you really break it down how organized the guy is. But, yeah, to answer your question, so, no, I think with Katie Turner, I think, I mean, she's been she's been awesome. I mean, every kid brings her up, too. And and you, you would have a lot of times on these visits, too. You'll, you'll remember the positional coaches, but some kids last season be like, you know, I talked to someone in the recruiting office. They wouldn't have the name on hand. They know Katie Turner's name, like, offhand as far as, you know, who they talk to. And just, um, I know Jordan Hall in Jacksonville, he's a defensive tackle. He basically said like she's the best. Paul, I, like, I like that kid a lot. Yeah, no, he's 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 really good, man. He's right, like, towards the top of that big board at D-tackle. And he basically said she's, like, the best recruiting director, the best recruiting personality he's ever came across. And 
Cedric Baxter, the running back out of Orlando, he said the same thing. He goes, I, I, he's like, I saw so many things on my visit from the new facilities to, you know, just hearing from the staff. But my time with Katie Turner was the best. She was just so positive and really made me feel at home. So, yeah, no, she's been she's been awesome, man. And we're just getting started as far as that staff being on campus. Hey, Corey, let's get a little weird, man. Uh, give me you rank the, the the top three running backs in the state from your perspective. Give me your give me your three. As far Silk's as the one, me, four- Silk's, Silk's caught me lying on this a couple of times. I think I've had three yeah, number yeah, ones, yeah. three number twos. Yeah, you switch every week. As far as the ones that like on Florida's board, like you're talking about Baxter. No, Richard no, Young. your opinion of what you oh, think okay. the top yeah, three no, backs I Richard, are. I think honestly, I'm a Baxter fan, man. I like Baxter. I like Richard Young as a second, and the third one. I like Treon Webb, but I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a Baxter fan, man. He's really productive. I mean, good balance. He's a bigger back too. Um, and Richard Young, I mean, it's almost a toss up between those two, obviously, for the first spot for me. Who do you have? So, who do you have as your top one? I, I had Richard, man. I just like that top. I like his top end speed, but Baxter yeah. is, is more of a complete back, and I think his ceiling mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe a little bit high, especially like what we want to do. Um, true, true. Yep. It, and, and plus, I'm gonna start. Before. I'm gonna start curving my opinion because I think we we, we leading for Baxter. So you know, I think my yeah, bias right. is gonna kick in a little bit here. Yeah, I, I think right now it's a uh, running back. I, Richard Young is kind of always gonna be a long shot. Nah, I'm gonna say a complete long shot. I mean, anything's possible. But Ohio State's been the best shot, uh, best position for a while right, now. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think he, I think he heads out of state for college. That's kind of been the writing on the wall for a minute, but. They're going to get on my campus. I mean, you always recruit kids like that, go all in until they tell you no. Um, but I think Baxter, most likely as far as in the class, and then Treon Webb. Treon Webb, I mean, it's kind of interesting with him. His list is kind of all over the place. Um, you know, Florida was in the top 11, and now they are in his top group. And he said he already has four officials scheduled, too. He just sent one with Baylor today. So um, it's kind of all over the place with his list. But Florida's right there after – they're right there at the top after hosting him this past week. Hmm. Uh, Corey, I want to get into some internet drama that you got into. I think it was on Friday night about uh, Hakeem Williams from Ooh, from Stranahan. Corey just making up stuff. Yeah, yep. Corey um, putting out fake, um, putting out fake quotes, and then using somebody <laughs> to record some fake audio from that interview. But no, I want to I want to get your thoughts, you know, on Hakeem Williams. But I also want to get on obviously the state of Florida is loaded. Uh, in the wide receiver position this year, really in all skill positions, to be honest. But um, what is your, you know, kind of your your top list of, of potential targets for Florida, um, you know, and then certainly break down that Hakeem Williams um, drama as well? Yeah, I think um, Hakeem Williams, I'll start with him real quick. I think with, with him, it, it, his list, he's another kid that, you know, Florida was trailing for. You know, they, he was a kid that Florida wasn't even in in the mix for the old staff, even with the new staff, they weren't really communicating with them, but that's all kind of changed, man. I think he, like he, that was the main drama is if he stayed in state and picked a Florida school, I mean, Florida would be the choice. And I kind of get, if you're, if you don't really follow recruiting, you hear that quote, it doesn't even sound realistic because Florida, Miami and FSU both made his top group. And then Florida just came in and it just shows to the new staff, like how strong of an impression they're making on these kids. Um, but yeah, I think with him, I, even though he says that, I still think over the long haul, unless he gets back to campus another time and maybe takes an official, I mean, the chances of laying him, I'm not going to say they're – I mean, Florida definitely has a lot of work to do there. Um, they definitely made an impression, but it's probably getting back on campus. Um, you, I think most likely at receiver right now is Eugene Wilson out of Tampa Gaither. Um, he's a kid that's flew up the board for 
from a recruiting standpoint and, you know, just as far as his offers coming in, his ranking, he went from a three-star to a top 50 player overall with on three. Um, mm. Grew up a diehard Florida fan. I know we talked about this already, Dan, as far as the kiss of death, but um, he you know, Florida was his favorite school growing up by a long shot. And that was the offer immediately. Like once he got it, I talked to him on the phone and he's one of those kids. He got Georgia and Alabama shortly before that. And obviously you're stoked to get those offers, big time programs, but you can just tell in his voice that Florida one meant a lot to him just from his family. So getting him, Florida's the leader. I submitted a uh, prediction after his visit. I think he's the most likely right now. You got Tyler Williams from Lakeland, who I'm really high on. I really like that kid. Um, Even in the fall when his, he has some good offers, but you watch his film, like, man, this dude should have, like, 40 offers, 30 to 40 offers. And now he's all starting to add up. Why do you think he doesn't uh, have those offers? Well, he has them now, but at the time, I think right, right, well, right. he transitioned. He a position change, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quarterback, yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah. So and when I saw his stuff at the time, I was like, man, like, you know, I mean, you look at a kid, I think his route tree, I mean, he was pretty limited. He was kind of a – he's going to beat you deep. He's going to have good size and that type of thing. But, you know, over time, he's went to these camps. He's really just – refine his, his technique from a receiver standpoint but um he's right up there too i think he's another kid that floors i mean mutual interest is definitely really high there um bryson rogers another kid out of the tampa bay area he like florida he, florida was the leader under the previous staff so once he gets to campus and meets the new staff alabama's right there for him oh, too. we gotta be good if we was leading with the last guys we we all right yeah no exactly right yeah if florida was turning under the previous staff you know the, the staff definitely has a chance to get uh, get there you know, right at the top for him. So a uh, one kid I do like too, man, Silk Dallas. I don't know if you watch the films, Malik Benton, the kid of Hutchinson Community College they just offered last week. He's like the I number one it. JUCO receiver. Um, I really like his film, really productive kid. And I know he's gonna get to Florida for a visit as well. I'm gonna check that out. We do we, we are gonna need immediate help, I think. So so JUCO, I'm not mad at JUCO or transfer portal when it yeah. comes to skill position because i think especially at wide receiver um we'll see how spring shake out but i think we could use some immediate help uh whether it's recruiting or the order porter another kid too brandon ennis from south florida on your way um I, mm. I i think getting him it's i'm not gonna say i mean it's a long shot i mean i For think sure. right, usc's trending is pre- previously committed to oklahoma um we'll we'll see though yeah i mean it's just santana uh santana fleming his teammate I know he's really high in the staff. So you have those two kids down at uh, American Heritage, too, on the board. I think with Ennis, though, it's going to take a lot of work to kind of convince him to kind of yeah. forward this. They've always been, like, in that number five, six range for him. So we'll see once he gets to campus if that changes. Um, Corey, I want to ask you about quarterback. It's obviously a, a question that, that a lot of people, are, you know, are wondering, you know, obviously their, their eyes are, are looking at Arch Manning, who has said that Florida is in his top five, top six, whatever that number might be. I know that they've got a quarterback from Alabama, uh, Chris Vizina, I, I believe is the name. Yep. Um, that's going to be visiting towards the, is it the end of the month? Um, where does Florida's quarterback board sit from, from what you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, they haven't sent out many offers at quarterback. They're kind of taking a more patient approach. Arch Manning, as expected, he's a five-star kid, number one in the country. So, you know, obviously that's the kid they really want. Uh, but like you said, Chris Vizina, I think right now he's probably most likely, but when I say most likely, I don't mean Flores in the driver's seat. I just think out of those two guys, he's more likely to end up in the class if I had to pick between them. Um, he's going to, he's going to visit this month. Um, no set date as yet. Could be in April, too, just depending because they're not hosting any kids this week because the staff is on uh, spring break. So then you have those last two weeks in March. We'll see if they can get them on campus. 
he actually came in early September last year too. So um, he's been to campus before. He has a really good relationship with Chase Clark. Those two know each mm-hmm. other from just being where they lived and kind of a background. They have some mutual people they know. Uh, but I think quarterback is kind of a um, it's kind of a wait and see, man. I mean, I think the Zena, if they can get him on campus, that would be huge um, to kind of meet with the staff. I know mutual interest is high. Arch Manning's going to get to campus as well, but I think right now it's just kind of Florida's definitely trailing there. It's going to take some work to kind of yeah. I mean, you never know though. They could roll up the red carpet and they just blow them away, and next you know Florida's right there at the top for them. So um, yeah, I think those are the two guys until they offer other guys. Those are the two main targets they're focusing on the quarterback. And, and Silk put me on the spot. We talked. We, we talked about it last week. What What's the timeline for Arch? And does Florida like? Nick enough that like hey if Nick visits and wants to pull the Chris. trigger do you wait sorry Chris um don't, don't I know your name's Nick dude but don't be <laughs> <laughs> right, right, Nick right. doesn't have a committable uh, offer oh I'm the third name in this damn picture up here I'm trying to push it up to the front um if Chris I, I'm only saying his first name because I can't pronounce his last one even though I've listened to it three times now um if he wants to pull the trigger and wants to commit what does Florida do? Do you wait and hope for Arch, even though, like you said, you probably have a better chance of landing Chris? Um, I guess, what do you think Florida would do? And then, and then, in your opinion, what would you do if you were uh, Billy Napier? Yeah, you take Vizina. I, 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 th- I think Florida. I know they want to get the best kids, and I mean, you're Florida. You should be able to get, you'd be in uh, competition for the best kids in the country. But Vizina is a top 100 kid. You don't bat- if he wants to commit. You don't pass on him, and I don't think Florida would pass on him either. I know Florida, they're recruiting. Obviously, they're recruiting Arch Manning. Um, they're going to get the kid on campus, but I, th- I think they'd be lying to themselves if they think, like, right now they're at the very top because, I mean, there's they have there's work to do there. So I think with a kid like Vizina, who, who's really made strides over the last year and a half, and now he's a top 100 kid, I think if that kid wants in, you take him, and uh, you start building around him in that class. I mean, Preach. Florida's seeing a good spot for so many 2023 kids, but – getting that signal caller in the class to start recruiting, kind of like how it was with Nick Evers last year. I mean, I know he's not in the class now, but as far as getting that get that kid is vocal, get him in the class, start trying to build around him, and considering his ranking and how highly touted he is and, um, you know, coveted by all these big-name schools, I think you definitely take him, and I think Florida would do the same thing. Already. Um, Corey, one final question uh, for you. Um Wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, I know a lot of people are, are wondering about Creed Whitmore. Um, uh-huh. Obviously, his older brother plays at UF. Um, just a name that a lot of people have heard for for a long time. Um, you know, a bit of a, you know, she's a track guy. I know that, you know, he's a three-star on on, on three right now. Um, is he kind of a wait and see to see where, you know, the rest of that wide receiver board, you know, checks out before an offer is given or or where does Florida sit with him? No, no, for sure. Yeah. So I talked to him last week after his visit. And I, I always, this kid, I mean, he's a very mature kid, just straight to the point. I think a lot of kids, if you ask them that question about the offer, they kind of like beat around the bush a little bit. And yeah, I mean, they wouldn't answer it truthfully, but he was completely upfront about it. He's like, they like me a lot. I talked to Kerry Colbert two to three times a week, uh, but they just want to see me run routes. So he's like, they're going to come see me in the spring. And they know I play quarterback and I'm an athletic kid, but they just want to see me you know, run routes at school, come by during the spring eval period. So I think with him, um, they obviously like him. You know, Kerry Colbert's talked to him two to three times a week. Um, he had good talks with uh, Coach Napier, and they love his character, grades, and they think he's a very athletic kid. But 
you know, and, and like you said too, Dan, as far as it's a, it's a, they're in a good spot with a lot of these receivers. Um, they're not the leader for a lot of the kids. Eugene Wilson are the leader for, but I think they're going to kind of wait to see how the board shakes out. But if they like what they see in the spring, you know what I mean? It's kind of like what Dan, when they had him in town for Friday Night Lights, the same type of situation. They had him in camp and he, I mean, he performed really, really well. I mean, he scored several touchdowns and really put on a show and Florida offered him. So same type of situation with him with the new staff. Just want to see him perform and actually be a pure wide receiver. And if they, you know, like what they see and, they're probably going to extend an offer. And I, I, I think with this staff, too, th- they trust their evals. I know when they – obviously, it was a short class. They came in, you know, at the end of the year, and they had to put this class together. But they're not worried about, you know, what people think. Oh, this kid's ranked. This kid's ranked there. Um, they, they like – They like about the last they half trust too. their evals. And we said about the last half, too, though, uh, just to be fair, Corey. Hey, say it one more time. We said about the last staff too. They trusted the evals too, and some of them were. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, right. No, yeah, it's a common theme, right? Um, right. Yeah, I, I just think if they like the kid, maybe an offer is extended, but I, I don't think they have to rush into it either. I think this is a kid. If Florida offered right. him in the fall, I think the kid would still take a hard look at Florida and be like, "Hey, this is where I want to be." So, I think the kid's been mature about the whole situation. He mm-hmm. understands it. So, I think both parties are kind of at an understanding. You know, we're going to see how this plays out. We're going to come watch you and kind of go from there. Awesome. Uh, I do have one more question. It's a uh, it's a question on pronunciation. I know Corey and myself have both both tried it. Um, yes, yeah, Samuel. My ass, man. The, the five star athlete Samuel is it Impemba or or how do you pronounce his last name? It's funny, man. You're putting me on the spot. I've been saying Impemba. Yeah, yeah. He don't know. No, they're good. I think yeah, I'm gonna jump go on the phone to him. I just say what's up, Sam. I don't even have to go. That <laughs> That's the way to do it. We'll just call him Sam from here on yeah, out. Yeah, just call him Sam or just, well, what's up, man? How you doing? I just kind of skip. I, I've had a, it was so funny. I had this situation last you, you night. You get to, you get to like talk to him in person, but we got to, like, like people won't know Sam if we just say yeah, Sam on the show. Exactly so we, right. we got to say his last name. Yeah. I, I had a situation last night um, with the 2024 running back who's committed to Florida, uh, Jarek Gibson. Is I don't know if it's Jarek or it's Jarek. I said Jarek. And I, it's funny. So I called his dad. And I thought it was his number, and he didn't correct me. I was like, "Shit, man!" Like, I'm, I'm I would think it's I'm Derek, with just with a J. So, Jared. <sighs> see, see, yeah, I, you, you think his dad didn't say anything? His dad didn't say anything to me about it. So I'm just like, letting you know how black people do stuff. So, like, <laughs> we just change we change one letter to like to like just to like bump the name a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, trick the name out. Um, put, put us so, on game. So, yeah. put us on game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, how, that's, how, that's, how, that's how all happens, man. Um, like Derek is pretty much just Eric with D in the front. <laughs> See, he was funny. So my, my right. So Derek, Derek, like all that got to be. I don't think is Jarek. That would just be weird. It's funny because my. You, wife you think Corey my, went way out of pocket? With no, I think you so funny. I'm trying to help him. I'm trying to, I'm trying to give him the science to how we how black people name their kids, bro. That's all I can do. Well, no, it's funny. So my my wife's name's Lestina, and like she's and it's so funny. She's Jamaican, right? And she had the oh, same discussion. Okay. You know so vibes. she had the same discussion with her friend yesterday. I'm like working on the thing, and it was like she was like trying to give me this whole thing. I was like, man, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, me too, man. Story. I'm like, I'm just I, I, and I and I could be I could be wrong. You know, isn't that you could be right? Isn't that could be Jarek or something? No, I um, I, I said Jarek the first time, but then I was overthinking it when I was on when the phone was ringing with his dad. I'm like, well, fuck, man, maybe it is Jarek. I'm like, I don't want to fuck this up. <laughs> Corey, Corey, Corey's like Corey's like me when it comes to my takes. I'm like, listen, I'm gonna try them all. I'm gonna call him Steven. We'll see if he we'll see if he listens or answers to Steven. Jarek, Jarek, we'll try everything. 
Yeah. If you try everything, it definitely like I'm give you some more, uh, some more uh, another look behind the black curtain, Nick. Uh, if you if you try all of them, they definitely gonna get off the phone. Like, man, that white man called me everything but the right thing. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him up tomorrow. Just go I have to, one. I have to actually just, have to hit him back pick on one. other visit. So I'll actually I'll, I'll fucking uh I'll report back to you guys and see what I have. I appreciate it. <laughs> gonna man. call him and be like, yo, both, man. Both guys, let us know. I got I gotta know your name. Guys. Yeah. That's I don't, like, I don't even like, know about a... visit. I don't know. I don't even know about Florida. Just how do I say your name, dog? It's just be like I'm like, man, fuck your visits, fuck all the other stuff. Just, what's how you pronounce your name? <laughs> I mean, you, we're getting more. I mean, that's to, to speak of like even the, the, the names. A lot of names we can't pronounce, like African names. We're starting to get foreigners to like play this sport a lot more than uh, mm. in the past. Like it was, it was it used to be Jones, Jenkins, Smith, and now we're getting <laughs> a lot of foreign names. So that's that's also to speak like the spread of football as well. It's getting a little bit mm-hmm. outside of the U.S. So I think that's dope. So get so get ready for more is what Silk's saying, Corey. Yeah, right. Um, for sure, for sure. Yeah, well, Corey, man, we appreciate uh, you coming on today. Like I said, I think it is the first time that, that we've had you on. So uh, really appreciate your time. Um, obviously, you guys are, are businesses booming over at On3 right now. But just let everybody know where they can find you and read more about you know the Gators recruiting class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my Twitter is a C-O-R-E-Y, Corey, and then underscore Bender, B-E-N-D-E-R. And then um, Gators Online, obviously, is straightforward for our Twitter account. And uh, same thing with the website, man, GatorsOnline.com. And we're running a seven-day free trial right now. Um, I, I think, I don't know if Nick knows, but yeah, we're not, there's no end date on that so far. So definitely head over there if you guys haven't already. Um, definitely pumping out a lot of content day in and day out. So definitely, if you're not subscribed, man, definitely tune in over there. We Absolutely. locked Corey. We locked Corey in a basement on Saturday and just had him write 15 stories. I like it. I'm down. I'm down in Coral Gables, drinking a milkshake, and Corey's just holding down crushing recruiting stories, holding down the fort. I mean, it's easy right now. You ain't got to reach for like sensational shit when it's popping. Like when it's popping, yeah, it's yeah. popping, right, Corey? Like you ain't got to reach for stories. Yeah, no, it's just like just getting the info, man. At this point, I mean, uh, even this other kids, I'm still hitting up, and yeah, this week it won't. Like I said, they're on spring break this week, so I'm doing a lot more breakdowns and features this week. Um, you know, while the staff is away, so a lot of cool shit to come. All right, best in the business. Hit up that promo on three Gators Online. We appreciate you, your time, Corey, and, and best Absolutely, of luck with everything. Man. And we'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. I'll be honest with y'all, man. Every time y'all say on three. I be waiting for y'all to say some shit, and we gonna say it on three. That I be, like, I, I, I be, I be forgetting that it's a company. Like when y'all say on three, I be like, "All right, count it down, Nick." <laughs> There's an edit coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, no, two, three, it. team. That's the re- That's the re- go team. One, two, three, same corner, same time. Corey is Ooh, a, that a, might be the corniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> In 200-some episodes of Stephen Gale. It was meant to be corny, so I ain't, <laughs> I'm on target. How about Bullseye. that? Man? Bullseye. Uh, Corey is... How's the Corey Bender, man? Is nuts. Um, just an incredible wealth of knowledge. Um, Can't go wrong like getting a Corey, man. I'm telling just you, Just to man. be able to... It, it, it's a, get yourself it, a Corey. a mix of our podcast. It's uh, Corey and then Dan Bender. Uh his name Dude, fits right into the show. That was a, a bit of a, was oh, a, bit of a reach. Oh, Bender. Yeah, you see. Yeah, you see. I like it. I like it. I, yeah. I'll, allow, Damn. It. I'll yeah. allow it, Nick. That was, that was, that was <laughs> I thought my bro, <laughs> first it went over my uh, head. The target audience was, like, was, was like, not Dan. There was, was a like, one-person audience, and then I missed it. 
That's yeah. not good for me. Man, first okay. it, went over, it went over my head, but then when it hit, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll allow it. Nice, nice, nice. All right, I'm back to the open mic night. Still working on my 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 tight hour for uh, HBO. You just keep waiting, Nick. I'm yeah, sure the phone need, calls happen at any more moment. That joke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you guys see that Ti is doing stand up now? Yeah, I, I can't. I can't yep. wait to not watch that, man. Yeah, I can't so wait funny. to not watch that. I don't know what I'm gonna be doing, but it's gonna be more exciting than watching that. I'm not watching Ti tell a joke. Yeah, that was nuts when I heard it. I only heard a clip, and it was it was relatively funny. But he talked about how he can't be talking about, uh, you know, rolling around on 24s when he's in his 40s anymore. I'm like, well. Not with that attitude, you can't. Oh, he hasn't come out with a song in how long? So he probably can't afford the 24s anymore. I don't know how long the money is. about T.I. being a comedian. Like, let me get out, let me get out of T.I.'s pockets, but I don't think T.I.'s a comedian. I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. It's a see. wild world. You could be anything in this world, but you just can't wake up and be a, a comedian. I'm sorry. That's, uh, especially a stand-up comic, man. Stand-up comic? Like, come on, bro. I feel like the, I feel like if he wasn't Ti, I probably wouldn't get the opportunity. But since he's got the opportunity, we get to see him just fail miserably. <laughs> That's it. That's right, man. That's you you have built shit. a platform which you are going to fall right down your face on. Right, a gigantic platform. Millions of people will tune into whatever venture. And you're keep doing. in mind, it's going to be like product production up, like edited down. Yeah. We're, not gonna get, we're not gonna get the full fledged no. stand up because you can't just walk on that stage with no experience and be talking about I'm doing stand up. I don't care. All of a sudden you're gonna you're gonna see one special where he's wearing like seven different shirts because it's been cut up over like 15 hours worth right, of content. Right, 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 I can right. see it. Um shout out to the King of the South. King of the South. Uh let's see before we get Neil on let's give a shout out to our friends over at Homefield Apparel dropped some new stuff this weekend. I believe it was the Kansas Jayhawks, if I'm not mistaken. But check them out. They are dropping a whole slew of new schools and new programs. Uh, they're going to be adding some new Florida stuff in the not-too-distant future. So visit them, homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code StadiumNGale, all one word. Uh, you'll get 15% off of your order. Uh, best products, in my opinion, in the shirt world. Uh, so go check them out. Game time or um, uh, homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gail. Uh, real quick, Nick, real quick, real quick, yeah. real quick. I take that back. I think TI's uh, stand up is gonna be hilarious. Uh, bro, you just did a 180. Yeah, I forgot, man. We're trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get back in there. Uh, for SEC media days around that time, <laughs> trap museum, man. <laughs> trap museum, man. So I think it's gonna be hilarious, man. Shout out to Reem and everybody that listens to the show, man. <laughs> Uh, we got some people from the Trap Museum <laughs> from T.I.'s camp to listen to this show, man. And I want to do something again there. We, Stadium Miguel had an event there in the past. Nick, you may not, you may not know, but yeah. Uh, and then, wasn't uh, yeah, and, and we'll never have one again. Good job. We have fumbled the bag. <laughs> I, I believe we were even told uh, that T.I. Uh, watched a, a little bit of yeah, the he live stream for a little bit. Yeah, he commented on the live stream. He was like, hey, you guys, uh, shout us out his, and whatnot. So. His hilarious ass commented on the live stream. Yeah, he's Man, like, he, might be, he might be the wait. next Dave Chappelle. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, the, guy, the guy has a great rap delivery. It may translate to comedy. Who knows, man? I'm, I'm excited to hear about it. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever <laughs> seen you shift that quickly. But, I just remember um, that, man. Whatever. What we got next? But before we uh, talk about uh, the NFL Combine and a bunch of other things that are going on, and who knows, maybe a little bit more about T.I.'s comedy uh, future, we're going to bring Neil Blackman on again from Saturday's down sa Saturday down south uh, from the Florida Basketball Hour, uh, where he hosts with our good friend Eric Fawcett. 
Uh, Gators come off a, uh, a loss to Kentucky to end the regular season. They will be here in Tampa in the next couple of days for the SEC tournament. Um, Neil, I wish we could welcome you in better, happier times. Uh, but as always, we, uh, we love having you on the show. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, not the year anybody wanted. Getting, getting oh, kind of every, uh, every year broken new. record. Every, every year, every year new. Broken, <laughs> broken record now. Um, yeah, don't so, let, don't let, don't let Silk, know. don't let Silk throw punches. Uh, we didn't know that Kelly Ray Finley was in the green room and Silk was trashing Mike White, and Kelly mm. Ray came and they, in. And they left me out to dry. It depends on who yeah. tells the story. Neil. Not they, not they. No, I didn't just know she me. Was there either, just Dan. Yeah, Kelly Ray comes out and just wop wop hit Silk with the one two. Like, don't talk For about sure. my guy like that. Yeah. And then and I and knew then it was coming. I put myself on mute and just started and then, laughing. And then he dropped the dud the next night. So I felt like glorious. <laughs> there it Neil, is. There, Gators, there it is. Gators. As he's prone to do. Yeah. <laughs> right, Neil. Give me the science, man. I'm ready. I'm ready, I'm ready to hear good stuff about <laughs> Mike White, man. Um, shout out to Kelly. Um, Neil, Gators <laughs> and the SEC. And let's let's before we get into yeah. uh the the team and what they look like on the court. Um, I think Neil had the I think Neil had the information first about Keontae. Um, and what a special moment it was um, to see Keontae. And they kind of uh, he out and announced today with mom and dad, and he's in a shirt and and jeans. Um, jogs back in and comes out in a uniform, and and you get a really cool um, hats off to. Uh, Coach Cal, hats off to Mike White for kind of coordinating that with with the referees in the league to to be able to get you know the tip to Keontae and get him one more uh, you know one more start for Florida in, in college basketball. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came? Yeah, no. How long? How long that was in 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 plans? That I mean that had been in the works for um, about a week. So uh, John Calipari actually, to his credit asked to do more. Um, and his, his plan was to have it be the actual start of the game and have Keontae go down and, and make a layup. And then he would call a timeout or Florida would call a timeout and it would be two, nothing. And, um, somebody asked, say, Cal, you know, you are worried about giving Florida two points. And he's like, it's a 40 minute game. And, and, uh, Florida it, would certainly have way more than two points if Keontae Johnson were on the floor. <laughs> Yeah. So Mike White was like, what if um, we extended that for the entire game and we just let Keontae get a couple steals, yeah. maybe a triple double. Yeah. And I don't really know why. I mean, I guess Cal didn't get into it. He just said, you know, Mike said that was okay. Um, I don't know if it had to do with the insurance policy. Somehow I doubt it. Like some people have brought that up and I don't think that an insurance company in good faith could negate the policy for a ceremonial layup. But um you know, uh, that doesn't seem particularly, uh, you know, like a legal concern for somebody that's dealt with insurance companies in the law. Like I, I'm like, I don't really buy that, but what, for whatever reason they ended up going with the ceremonial tip. And then I think that was special in and of itself, but uh, nobody knew what Keontae was going to do. So when he got down and, and kissed the Gator logo, um, I mean, that was it. It was, uh, it was like Niagara Falls for me. I was done. So. It took me about ten minutes to get my emotions you in cry? check. I can't imagine what it was like for other people. Much less, I had, emo- much less I had an emotional team. weekend. Oh, I definitely cried. I mean, I you cried. Oh, shit. okay. You cried, Nick. Yeah, no, I definitely cried. I mean, because I, 
So no, I, 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 I want to do a tear check real quick, Nick. I was, Neil, I was in the car. Quick. I was in the yeah. car on the way to. Um, I was in the car on the way to Miami for game oh, two. So you didn't see it. I know Dan didn't cry. Dan ain't got no. No, I did. Like I did not cry. In okay. fact, I, I only did watched. Did you hear the end Nick cry? <laughs> you I haven't heard Nick. If I would have seen it live, I haven't heard Mick Hubert's. Uh, yeah, Nick call, but, but I heard it was uh, he was pretty emotional watching it. I mean, I think for anybody that was close to Keontae or around the program or anybody that was in the arena in Tallahassee and, and saw it, because I, I, you know, we really didn't see it last year in 2021 when it when it actually happened. Um, I was talking to TJ Pittenger about it, and, and he was there for that Florida Florida State game. He's like, we we thought he was dead, um, mm-hmm. just the way that he fell, um, and, right. and just shocking. Um, so I think anyone that, you know, has probably talked to Keontae or been around the program or was there in the arena that day, probably, you know, it, it would tug on them a little bit harder than hating ass silk over here. Just trying to get fire Mike white the whole year. Hey man, don't just throw me under the bus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely like Keontae tough. rant. Like, like that was, a, that was beautiful the way you was like spelling all that out. And you just throw me in the bus under the bus in, in, in the midst of all that. I'm trying. I'm trying to get Kelly Ray back on the show. I got. I got to keep jabbing you. Pause. <laughs> Neil, uh, give me some science, man. What, what do you think, man? This NIT so, team. Well, what, what do we draw the line? This, this, this. What do you think? We made the turning, or this is an NIT team? What are we at with it? So you got to win two games, or it's an NIT team. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, and they win. I don't games. see it. So bracket matrix <laughs> is where bracket matrix is now. So bracket matrix is where I go. That is like an yeah. aggregate of all the bracketology people, um, and they rank them in terms of accuracy, like over the last five years. And only nine of the it's like sixty brackets have Florida in right now, um, with one win. The probabilities take it up to about twenty. With two wins, it would be about 50 of 60. So Florida's probably can be very comfortable with getting into the tournament if they win two games. Problem with that is they got to beat Texas A&M, who already beat them. Mm. And then they got to beat Auburn a second time. Um, And Auburn still has a decent shot at a one seed, but won't get a one seed if they lose in the quarters to Florida. So, hmm. Probably an IT team if they can't get those two dubs. So Florida is likely going to go to the NIT. They're going to likely turn over almost their entire roster this offseason. Is that my understanding? I know that there's going to be a couple of these transfers uh, that still have some eligibility. I know that they recruited decently well. Um, but where yeah, does Florida class. go from here? It seems like it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Good, good recruiting class. Um, you know, it, uh, you got some fat Eric on it. Uh, we're all high on Kowasi Ko- Reeves, Eric and me. Um, think he's going to take a pretty big jump. Um, Niles lane started coming on a little at the end of the season. We need him to figure out how to shoot a jump shot, but uh, elite college defender already. Um, but not a lot of pieces coming back. Cassison will be gone. Appleby can come back. We don't know what he'll do. Fleming's gone. Um, Iron Jones could come back. Don't know if he will. Um, don't know if we need him to. 
Brandon McKissick, gone. Anthony DeRuji, gone. Uh, Jatobo, who knows what the deal is. That's a pretty ser- serious injury. So, yeah, I mean, you've got – even with the three signees right now, they're probably going to add a fourth signee. Um, they would still, with all those departures, need to hit the porter, portal for a couple guys, including a point guard. They might need two point guards if Tyree Appleby leaves, which – who knows? His sister plays in Europe now, so she knows what it's like to grind out a living in Europe. Maybe maybe that's what Tyree wants to do. Uh, with NIL, he's the kind of guy who can make some money. Um, but, you know, is it playing in Turkey money? I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, so, you know, definitely another roster overhaul, which for Mike would be four, four and five years. Um Good. It's hard to win that way when you're flipping over your roster all the time. Hard to win that way. And, and I think a lot of us, Neil, and I think you and I talked about this. Um, it might have been in Jacksonville. Um, you win uh, if you look at some teams that have had success. And when you get to the tournament, it's teams that have been older have had some really good success, or teams that just had sensational point guard play. Uh, and when you get into a tournament setting, um, those teams have gone pretty far. And we thought, okay, well. You've got those guys, and they might have been mid-major guys, um, guys from smaller schools, but, hey, they're hungry. They're coming in. Um, they wanted to play on this stage. They wanted an opportunity to do this. Um, what do you think has happened? Because I think you and I thought early on coming into the year, hey, this could be a good team with some older leadership and, and, and Tyree. Um, what do you think has been what has maybe held them back? Uh, it just seems like and it's almost been a theme with Mike White's teams, whenever they get a little run going or a little momentum going, win a couple good games, you know, it's almost like, okay, well, where's the upset? Where, where is the downturn coming? Cause his teams don't seem to handle that success really well. Yeah. I mean, the, the consistent thing about Mike White teams is that they're inconsistent. Mm. Um, you know, and I, I think that's kind of where it is. And I did, I mean, I'll say fool me once, Shame on you. Fool me twice. You know, you won't fool me again or whatever. Um, Because a couple years ago with Kerry Blackshear and all that group, I mean, I think I picked Florida to go to the elite eight again. I wasn't ready to pull the final four trigger on a pre on a preseason Florida basketball hour show this year. I thought this was a sweet 16 team because they, uh, they were old and they had a point guard and we had been waiting a while to have a veteran team. And then they started out that hot, and I thought I was right. Um, but, you know, look, the constant criticism I have is that the program doesn't really have an identity. Their identity is essentially that they play hard and they like their coach, uh, and their coach is a nice guy, right? That's the, Is that the identity of the program? Because what, what do you – when you think about Florida on offense, you don't think about much. Some people would say scoring droughts, but everybody has them. They've actually been better on offense than you, this year than a lot of teams in the SEC. I think they finished fourth in the SEC in offense. Um, they're 30th in the country in offensive efficiency, which is a pretty good number. Um, but we heard all about this elite defense in November and December. Now they're what? 70th, 75th in defensive efficiency. That's not good. That, that'll be the worst number in the white era. Um, it'll come two years after the previous worst number in the white era. Mm. Um, white won't have had a top 25 defense in three years. He won't have had a top 20 defense since year three. Florida 
is getting to where Mike White Staple was going to be. We're going to have a big defensive culture. It's going to be hard to score on us. We're going to be tough to play against. That's an identity. All right. Mm -hmm. That is not Florida anymore. It's not. And play Clay fast is in his identity too. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not. So Neil, where do we, where do we go from here? Right. Um, you know, Florida do doesn't go from here. Yeah. Um, leave the singing there at church, Nick. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so Neil, what? Um, yeah, where do we go from here? Um, you know, I know Mike White has a pretty sizable buyout. Um, I know that this is his second NIT, right? Um, it's been a while since the first one. I think it was what his first season. Um, is four in a position where you think they need to make a move or is it just, you know, kind of living in a euphoric world if you think that, that Mike White's gone after this season? It just – I think for me, the biggest thing that I notice is apathy, you know, in the fan base, not a not a big love or anger. It's just this is what's expected. People get frustrated. Um, but, but where does Florida go from here? No, I think – Dan, that the apathy thing is a big deal uh, because mid mid <laughs> mid season games, um, you get a lot of you get a lot of these midweek games where now it's instead of a thousand empty seats, it's two thousand, it's three thousand, mm-hmm. um, and that's a problem because there there are people I know that listen to our podcast that are in Jacksonville or in Orlando. They would go to a midweek game a couple years ago. Now they won't because um, because mm-hmm. why? So I think the apathy thing is a big deal in terms of Mike White leaving. I'll tell you two things. One, he's not getting fired. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that's not happening in March. Uh, if he leaves, it will be a mutual parting of ways. Um, I know you guys probably already know this because you guys talk to enough people inside the athletic mm-hmm. building as it is. He's the second most well-liked person in that building other than Jenny Rowland. Yeah. It's like Jenny Rowland, Mike White. Yeah. So it will be a it will be a funeral the day that he is either mutual parting ways or fired. I think there's a decent chance that he takes a parachute and finds another job. I've yeah. heard him connected with the Butler job. I've heard him connected with the NC State job, although they just re-signed their coach. I think he might leave on his own volition, and then Florida would get their own coach. That would also allow both him to save some face and mm-hmm. Florida to save millions of dollars. Is it's there a gotten, it's gotten it's gotten toxic to the point where his his wife and kids because his kids are now getting old enough to the point where they understand what people are saying about dad and, and they hear it and they can read it. Um, it's gotten to the point where they're not even uh, attending games like they used to. So you're in a situation where Mike is a, a dad first, um, and, and you're in a situation where a kid can't even come to the basketball games, and, and that might create. Um, you know, right, right, an ultimate head, atmosphere right where, where uh, Mike White can't bring kids to to basketball games because it's getting toxic. I like it, Nick. It, it is toxic. <laughs> I mean, there, I'm just saying that might be a. You gotta write it, bro. You gotta write that article, oh. fam. <laughs> I'm not it's trying a, to get Mike White out of here. <laughs> it's an actual. No, it's an actual thing. I mean, his. Yeah, a, that's a take. I. Yeah, I mean, I think his. I think his family. You know, they're going to look at it like his family. <laughs> so they're like, well, he's never had a losing season. He's gone to however many NCAA tournaments in a row. 
He's replaced uh, a legend with integrity. Um, and all that is great, but it still might be time for, it might be beneficial for both parties to, you know, uh, make a move. Is there a connection to that Ole Miss job? I know that he went to Ole Miss. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people have mentioned his name. It's a step down. Yeah, I, th but. I think that's an interesting one. I think he'd be interested. Uh, I don't know if he wants to take a step down in the same league as right. ruthless as the SEC has gotten, though. That's why I think the Butler job is probably really interesting to him because um, that's a good program. It's not as good as mm -hmm. Florida, but it's in the Big East. So right. if he goes to the Big East or the ACC, he's a top five coach in the ACC next year. If he goes to the Big East, he's a top five coach in the Big East. Mm. In the SEC, if if you if the four of us are having beers and you say you get a few in me and you say Neil, what what number is Mike in the SEC? I'm going nine or ten, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so do I want to be the tenth best coach in a tough league, or do I want to be? a top five coach at a good job in a league where I can still recruit. And at Butler, if he wins 20 games, and goes to the NCAA tournament all the time. They're going to love it. Right. Well, if you leave Florida in shambles, it might not be a step down to go to Ole Miss. You might have a, fr a fresh slate. So uh, maybe, maybe Mike, this has been mixed plan all along. Well, you, you know, the good news is with a top 20 recruiting class coming in, um, one that could get into the top 15 uh, if they get their last guy. Um, you know, three of them signed. The two that are in state, uh, I don't think would want out of their letter of intent. The one that would worry me would be Jalen Reed. Now, that sucks because I think Jalen Reed is the best player he's signed and I don't know, maybe ever. So, um, you know, that would be bad, but I don't think – I don't necessarily think it's it's a shambles situation from a culture standpoint, which is what we've dealt with on the football side, right? The culture is healthy. What they need is schematic health. What they need is a guy that can X and O with the best coaches. And they haven't had that under Mike White. They just haven't. And he's, he's pragmatic. I'll give him that. Like he tries hard. Um, but like, again, what is the identity of Florida basketball at the end of year seven? They play hard. That That's all we so can say. Long. Like we've been saying that. that's the same question yep. we've been asking like yep. every year because it's been a different identity every single year. That you're absolutely right, you know. And I I'll be the first one to say I want to I want to just care about Florida basketball again because I don't keep I, yeah. I just don't care no more, man. Because like, it's just not there. I don't I don't believe in this guy. Uh, I think we just stagnant. We've been stagnant for a long time. You either you either improving or you're not either. Like there's nobody just just staying the same. So we either getting worse or we getting better. And right now, I just think we've been getting worse uh, under Mike White. Uh, and I, I just can't take the program I, serious right now. I mean, that's fair, man. Look, I I after three years of Mike White, I was pleased. I thought it was good. That third team that lost in the second round played an epic game with Texas Tech and lost. Right? Should they have been a higher seed? Yeah, but they also led the country in quad one wins. So they had more big wins than anybody that year with Chioza. I, mm -hmm. I thought those three seasons were good. Um, and then year four happened where they kind of fell off a cliff in the second half of the year. Year five, they were a final four preseason sexy final four pick. And they would have been fortunate to get out of the first round. I uh, had COVID not canceled the tournament. And then last year I thought was Mike's best coaching job. Um, 
for reasons that don't have anything to do with basketball, but this was a huge year for him. And for me, it's a, just a big disappointment. And so now we're four years from where I've been happy with the, where the program's at. So I was wrong. I'll be the first one to come on and be like, man, you know, Mike had me fooled. <laughs> As George Bush said, there's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee that says fool me once shame, shame on you. Fool me. You can't get fooled again. Can't so, get fooled uh, again. You can't get fooled again. Um, that's, that's a, that's Noted George W. Neil. Bush impersonator. Yeah, you nailed that oh, shit, Neil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but going to what you to what Neil said, um, part of and these are conversations I've had with people um, in the building. Part of not firing Mike White, outside of I think a completely asinine extension that he got didn't need to give him an extension at the time when he got it, but it, it created more money outside of that. You look around just at the health of college basketball and what's happening. I mean, the FBI is investigating in, in <laughs> college basketball teams, um, Florida back in the eighties went on probation or, or in the seventies was on probation said never going to happen again. Dan Mullen mm-hmm. for as bad as a recruiter was somehow on probation you're never going to have to worry about that with Mike White. And, and that's not something that's going to make fans feel better. But the people who are writing his checks and the people who would be in charge of or making the call to fire him, that's a big deal. You're not getting a situation um, at Florida with Mike White. And, and you're not going to get a scandal. He's going to do things the right way. And I think that, you know, the, the Scott Strickland's the President Fox for, for a little bit left. Um, they value that. They value, mm-hmm. hey, we're not going to be embarrassed by something Mike White does um, off the court, just on the court. Yeah, and that's – so that's a big piece. The other big piece is Mike White's floor is high. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, over a decade as a Division One head coach, no losing seasons, uh, postseason appearances every single season that he's coached. And, and then that will continue this year with whether it's the NIT or – or the first round um, of the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, the problem is, you know, well, you guys know the problem. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the space between his floor and his ceiling is very small. It's like Austin Appleby. Like, you know, <laughs> that guy was serviceable. He was serviceable for a, a quarter and a half in the SEC title game. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, my man wasn't going to do that for three and a half quarters, right? Right. And, and so it's like, it's like a, it's like the Harry Potter closet. Not a lot of room between the, uh, the floor and the ceiling there. Uh, <laughs> there but go. just enough for Mike, just enough for Mike to sit in there and, and, and coach some basketball. Tiny Mike. Um, Neil, <laughs> I mean, I, I want, I want to ask, I mean, do you think that his personality and his likability has certainly extended, um, you know, his, I guess his leash, if you will, at the university of Florida? I mean, I know the media loves him. Right. They get a lot of availability. Um, he's very open. He knows people's names. He, you know, will extend press conferences, certainly a far, you know, far much you know, longer than a than a football coach may. Um, but do you think that that's certainly, you know, given him, uh, you know, some more time at Florida is just his overall likability, both in the building and with the media? So I think two things. I think, yes. And I also think that that um, unfortunately what the tragedy that, that that happened last year, of course, Keontae's alive and thank mm-hmm. God for that. Um, but the way he handled that bought him a lot of goodwill. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, 
it should have bought him goodwill. It also shouldn't mean we don't evaluate where the basketball program is. I do think that the COVID cancellation year, the fact that COVID got canceled and he could point at, oh, well, we never got to play in the NCAA tournament. We were going to be a seven or eight seed. Who knows what would have happened? You're, you're lucky so you didn't talent. play. Yeah, it's, we have so much talent. Who knows? Mm-hmm. If they had lost in round one, then maybe we're having different conversations earlier, but we're not. So, um, you know, I do think – I think this is the first year where they have to look at it from a results standpoint and say, hey, what is the ceiling of the, of the Florida program under Mike White? And also – Alabama won an SEC championship a year mm-hmm. ago in basketball. Um, LSU is going to get hammered by the NCAA at some point. Mm-hmm. So I don't include them in that conversation, but obviously Tennessee is rolling under Rick Barnes. Um, however long Rick wants to coach. And then uh, Bruce Pearl's coach for life at Auburn, which means that even if Auburn doesn't win the SEC all the time, every two, three years, they're going to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like last year they were terrible, but mm-hmm. some Florida fans would rather be 13 and 17 one year if it meant being 24 and seven mm-hmm. and potentially the SEC champion the next year. I understand that, right? Because Billy, you know, that's a legendary Hall of Fame coach. You're not going to replicate right. that. But would you like to still win championships in basketball in Florida? Yeah. Should you? I think so. I think it's a top 20 job in the country. Mm-hmm. That should be enough to win the occasional SEC regular season championship. Mike hasn't finished in the top three in the league since year three, since Chris Chioza left. Yeah, I just I see a very different energy towards Mike White by some people in the fan base. Obviously, most of it's apathetic or is on the fire Mike White, you know, high. But it does seem like a lot of people have a different standard for basketball than they do for football. I mean, hear me out. I know this is a bad take and the Internet's going to hate me for it. But Florida football really has about 15 to 20 years of great football. Right. You had Steve Spurrier's time. You had a brief gap of Ron Zook where things weren't terrible. Right. I mean, certainly we saw what terrible could mean. And then Urban Meyer. Right. So over the case of or over the course of, you know, that time period is really when Florida thrived. Yes, they did well, you know, during Charlie Pell, you know, and obviously they've struggled since, uh, you know, Urban Meyer's left. But, you know, obviously a couple of good seasons, Dan Mullen. But do you think it seems to me like fans have a very different expectation of basketball, even though the amount of time where they really excelled is really not all that different in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, that's a great point about the time it's selling, because remember, a lot of people like Billy Donovan came into a program that had nothing. It's like, well, they went to the final four two Mm -hmm. years before he was hired, (laughs) you know, and the NCAA tournament uh, the year after that. Uh, and made it to the second round. So they, it wasn't like, like people had already started to win at Florida. Norm Mm -hmm. Sloan did it cheating, but everybody in the SEC is cheating right now, except for like Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and Georgia, uh, Georgia's very bad. Um, And so, you know, yeah, I mean, you've had sustained success in this sport at UF. The other thing you have is you have one of the best recruiting bases, just like in football. because you have access to Atlanta very easily in Gainesville. It's a shorter drive to Atlanta than it is to Miami. Um, but you can also recruit Miami, which is awesome. Um, you know, and then you have all the prep schools uh, in Atlanta, in the state, including Montford, the best one. So uh, where Florida's had a footprint for 20 years, right? So, you know, those are all great things. Now, do they need to fix the athletic dorm for the basketball players? Yes. Um, 
should they probably put a coat of paint on the basketball facility building? Sure. <laughs> should they extend the support staff so that a dude like Eric Fawcett doesn't get hired by a horizon league team, right? Mm-hmm. When he'd love to do analytics for the same price at Florida. Um, yeah. And I'm not just vouching for my boy. I mean, mm. they need a bigger staff. Yeah. There are people they should hire. Right. Um, you know, somebody today said they need pretty girls to help recruit. Well, they do a pretty good job of that. And bringing in Eric Pastrana was brilliant. Right. Y'all get him on the show if you can. He's awesome. Um, but, you know, getting back to that footprint that Donovan started the program by recruiting Miami, recruiting Fort Lauderdale. And if there was somebody good in Jacksonville, Billy would like camp out in front of their house. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Florida should be doing that again. That's how Florida State got good in the sport. Um, Ham is 75. I He looks 40, so who knows? Mm-hmm. That man could coach until he's 100. But um, at some point when he leaves FSU, all of a sudden it's Florida State again. Um, you know, get the right guy, man. You can win here. That's crazy. Ham is 75. He looks significantly younger than I do. At double there's age. A, there's an old saying about that, Nick. Yeah. I'm not going to say it, but if Corey wants to, he can. Yeah, yeah man. Black don't crack, man. There unless, it is. unless it's on crack. <laughs> all, 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 all bets are off if it's on crack. So, other than that, black don't crack. Oh, man. Uh, well, Neil, man, we, we appreciate you coming on the show again. You're always a, a wealth of information. And, you know, certainly. Be Wait, Neil, the- quick. Can, oh. can Florida win two this week in Tampa? I think they can because they're in Tampa. Um, Woo! What would be interesting is, so what if they won two, then that's when Gator Nation's like, oh, well, it's in Tampa. You know, so then semifinal Saturday, it's a big orange and blue building. You know, mm-hmm. that and it gets interesting because, you know, God, and who knows what the hell would happen if Mike White won the SEC tournament. They'd probably lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament. But <laughs> I can see that happening. We'll, you know we'll what's find out. We'll never find out, Neil. <laughs> They'd have to play four good games in a row. So yeah, they haven't done that. It's not happening. It's a great what if game, but we'll never find out. Man, oh, man. Well, Neil, remind everybody where they can find you uh, on Twitter, uh, your podcast. I mean, both are not only great follows, but great listens. Thank you. Uh, so we are uh, on Twitter at Florida BB Hour. Um, you can listen to us, Florida Basketball Hour. We're on pretty much every platform. Um, you know, one thing these guys know, um, and do this for Stadium and Gale. If you haven't, you know, get out there, hit a review up, give them five stars, hit that hard on Spotify. All that stuff helps uh, mm-hmm. these people. So do that for us too. If you like what you hear on our show and don't mind uh, my occasional audio issues. Um, so, you know, de- definitely check us out. And I'm on Twitter at NW Blackman. Appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. Right. Thank, Thank you so you, much. Neil. Hold it down, Neil. Neil Blackman from Saturday down south in Florida basketball hour. Nobody better to talk gayer basketball than Neil and Eric. So if you mm-hmm. uh, are still hanging on to Florida basketball, unlike uh, – Corey Silk up there. Uh, give them a check. Yeah, check them out. Also, I respect. I respect if, everybody. If, still, like you know, I respect the loyal fans, man. I just if somebody if somebody's it, gonna like, break Mike White being fired, it's gonna be that podcast. I'll tell you that. So tune into the podcast, even if you hate Mike White and you want him gone. One hundred. One hundred. Hear it there first. Already.
Yeah, I just can't like football season is stressful enough, and I and I, I, I like I like my sanity. So, uh, you know, I choose to be happy unless the basketball team wants to be you know what I'm saying productive <laughs> and great again. You feel me? Absolutely. Well, let's get into a few other things. The NFL Combine was this weekend. Before we do that, uh, let's give love to our friends over uh, at uh, Game Time Sidekicks. GameTimeSidekicks.com. Promo code STADIUM will get you 10% off. Best cups, vacuum sealed cups in all the land. Uh, 350 plus schools. All uh, the land. Golf, NFL, um, all sorts of activities and sports. Go check them out. GameTimeSidekicks.com. Use promo code STADIUM for 10% off. You will not be disappointed in the great product that you receive. All right, gentlemen, uh, Gators send four players to the NFL Combine this week. Kyer Elam, Jeremiah Moon, Zach Carter, and Damian Pierce. Let's kind of break those down, and you can actually check out an article um, on the Stadium and Gale blog uh, that will be posted in the morning uh, about breaking them down a little bit further. Uh, let's start with Damian Pierce. He comes in at 5'10", 218 pounds, uh, runs a 4'5", 940, uh, but does put up 21 reps on the uh, the 225 uh so ultimately uh you know never was going to be considered a, a real speedster uh does well in the rest of the combine uh but uh, likely a third to fourth round pick but uh gentlemen any thoughts on damian pierce's performance were you surprised by any number or unsurprised as a whole i thought you uh, maybe more, more me- yeah i thought i thought maybe, maybe more reps but listen like Silk, I, I was talking about. I was guessing, and Silk, Silk's talking about when he was a, a little heftier, throwing up some some big boy weight on the bench press. Uh, bro, I used to go ham, man. Yeah, but I mean, you get tired. You some of those guys that have short arms, like look at defense line. We'll talk about Zach Carter. Like Zach Carter's got really long arms. You're you're pushing the bar way farther. Those guys with longer arms tire out quicker and 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 don't get um, as much. Um, I thought Damian would, would get close to that, that record. I think Jerick McKinnon has 32. That's the record. I thought he'd be, you know, near near that, if not breaking it or you know, close to it. And uh, but listen, dude, dude, strong. If they added if they added squatting to the combine, mm. he would he would have lifted the whole building. Right, that's his bag. Uh, oh, I mean, I don't think it was bad. He ran with a four six or some four seven. Yeah, what four four five nine. Four five nine, yeah. I mean, nobody. He's a he's a uh, balanced back vision, um, that type of guy. Not a top end speed guy, but I think he's fine. I think he'll get drafted. I think mm-hmm. he'll be, uh, I think fifth, sixth rounder right around that area. Uh, but he'll play in the NFL a long time. He's he's a uh, he's gonna be kind of like what P Ryan is right now. Uh, he's gonna be a guy that's gonna get some carries, get in the rotation, be productive as an NFL pro, uh, player. Yeah. No, I would agree. Uh, Zach Carter uh, also performed measures in at 6'4", 282 uh, pounds. Uh, runs a 4'9", 940. Um, you know, good. Um, you know, pretty good time for him. Uh, you know, ultimately, you know, a guy that, you know, we'll see. Um, you know, I think he's a guy that's going to get drafted um, probably in a, the later rounds. Um, puts up 19 on the bench press. Um didn't do you know all much else uh in the uh in the in the combine a lot of players sat out this year for a lot of different events um but you know probably a, a late round guy are you surprised uh by anything with zach carter's numbers no nah, i think most of his numbers are on par with what i thought mm. not nothing too crazy for me 
Um, where do you where do you think Zach gets drafted? I mean, do you round. think I think like third, fourth round? Something you think so? Yeah, Nick, like what are your thoughts? Round. I think with Zach, I think with Zach, um, he probably hated it at the time, but playing, I mean, he played damn near every position on the defensive line. Yeah, you got a lot of film. And NFL NFL teams will like that and and view him as versatile. He probably really more enjoys playing the five or the three, um, but he can do a lot. So five or three technique. Explain that to for the average fan. You you move too fast. but, He's but playing average. inside. He play. He, he'd rather play. Uh, three would be like a defensive tackle. Five would be a, you know kind of a stride defensive end, um, hand in the dirt. Um, he. I, I think he's got value. Um, and and I think he's probably you know, like third. Third might be a reach. I think he's probably a fourth, fourth, fifth round guy. I didn't. I didn't follow the draft too close. Was... Oh man. Oof. Super oh, washed, we're losing bro. you. I'm yelling. Yeah, I'm a super, super washed. Super washed. <laughs> yeah, man. Too much celebrating this weekend, man. Catching up with me right now, bro. I mean, ain't a lot to you. I'm crashing. Um, <laughs> what did Jeremiah Moon end up doing at the uh, draft? I was curious, so like, what well, how he was gonna perform. I'm glad you asked. That was the next person on this list. Um, <laughs> professional segue. That's perfect. He knew it was coming. Pause. Uh, six Pause. foot five, two hundred and forty nine pounds. Uh, arm length of 35 inches. Um, let's see, ran that 476 40 yard dash. Um, had a really high vertical jump, finished fourth uh, overall on the combine with a 40.5 inch vertical. And then le- um, had 11, point, or, uh, 11 feet, one inch on the broad jump, which was also fourth uh, overall. Obviously, tested really well, struggled with a lot of injuries at Florida, was at Florida for the duration of two full coaching staffs. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, you know, he's a guy that, you know, may get drafted, probably won't. Um, but, you know, certainly tested really well that, you know, those numbers might, you know, elevate him just a little bit. Yeah. Like Spencer said, that, that broad jump is, is, is insane for a guy that, that size. Um, I don't know if he gets drafted, but I said this about Marco last year. Marco got drafted. So you just never know what, how some of these NF, NFL teams uh, view these guys. But he's injury prone, um, decent combine, not a whole lot of production, but you can see the potential there. He has a high ceiling. He's just mm-hmm. always injured. So it's just interesting to watch. We'll, we'll see what happens with him in, in the draft process, but I don't think he gets drafted. Yeah, certainly did the best that he could. Yeah. There. Nick, what are your thoughts? I, I think he will surprise people. Like, he will drafted. Um, he's a guy that the senior bowl for like three years um, and have a good relationship with the, with the people there. They've been raving about him. Jim Nagy, find mm-hmm. you somebody that loves you the way Jim Nagy loves Jeremiah Moon. Um, and I think teams will see his athleticism. That's a wild his... wagon to hit you, hit you, hit your. Uh... <laughs> Listen, wild horse Jim Nagy has talked you know to me about. Like that's, that's a wild person to like just say, yeah. So Jim Nagy, he's the he's the director for the Senior Bowl. So he he's been he's always scouting guys and looking for guys to to, to bring to his game. Um, no, but you're, you're, look- you're tying his credibility to, to to Jeremiah Moon, uh, Nick. I don't know if that's good good for for him or you. He he would have no problem with it. He is high <laughs> on Jeremiah Moon. Um, What's teams will look at high? Jeremiah Moon. <laughs> teams are going to look at Jeremiah Moon and say, listen, 
Florida's had a bunch of guys that that had injuries throughout their career. Look at the offensive linemen at Florida that didn't do anything and are now starting in the league six, seven, eight years. Look, Teams would look at his physical ability and say Florida had a bad weightlifting program. We'll get him into our system and we're going to keep him healthy, keep him on the field. And our coach. you think he plays in the NFL? Tell me that. He's an edge rusher. Hmm. The first and foremost, the NFL is you need a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. After that, you need somebody who can get after the other person's franchise quarterback, and you need a tack to protect them. Those are three things. He's one of those three things. That's the, yeah. the most valued positions in the NFL. And a team will look at Jeremiah Moon and say he can get after the quarterback. That's going to be tough for a guy that's 249 pounds. I, I don't disagree. <laughs> I think that that's where he'll be. Uh, I think that he's probably a, a linebacker. Um, you know, probably in like a three, four type situation, but I just, I can't imagine, uh, Jeremiah moon putting his hand in the dirt no, for 60. No, 60 he's, a 30, he's a 30, he's a 34 linebacker and head rusher. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling there's, you, I'm just telling you Nick, what people who are smarter than me. So there's an echo in here. Yeah. I feel like I just said that, but, um, let's, let, let's see. Um, finally, um, Kyer Elam, uh, comes in. Projected, yeah, projected top 15 guy. Um, 6'1, uh, 191 pounds. Uh, runs a 43940, uh, which was above average for uh, the cornerback class. Um, I don't think he participated in anything else. Yeah, that was an official, it was a 439. Um, Damn, that's a good time for him. He made money with that. That's a good time. Yeah, I packed my bags and go home top, after that. Is that uh, he did? He did pack his bags. Yeah, he should be. Running down, running down the rest of the time. So he came in. Dan gave the stats. Bench, no thank you. Vertical jump, no thank you. Broad jump, I'll pass. Three cones. I would like to see him here. do. I know he can jump, bro. I, I would like to see him do wrong. do some of that stuff, bro. But I think if you run a four three nine, that's official. Yeah, you gotta gotta like grab a duffel bag head to the hotel, man. Good day. Yeah. Good day. Yeah. Sorry, prior hey, obligations if, I gotta tend to. For sure, man. Like, go, yo, yeah. if y'all if y'all need me, uh, I'm gonna be at chilling at the crib. Uh, right. I'll, I'm gonna hang out. At, I'm gonna hang out at Florida's pro day. If you want to talk to me again, you got my number. Right, 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 I'll right. be there. But keep it greasy. We're out of here. He's like that. Office. He's like that one LeBron James gift where they asked him a question. He just grabbed his bag, st- yeah, yeah, stood yeah, yeah, up, yeah. and they just walked out of the room. Yeah. That's Walk what Kyrie did. In the air. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, overall, uh, you know, solid performances. I think Jeremiah Moon did the absolute best that he could. I think other than that, you know, we saw good solid performances. And, you know, Silk is obviously close to the Elam family. If if a four three nine is is a good time for him, then obviously um, you know, that's you know, as good as can you know be expected. So uh so congratulations I to all of four, them. Three, man. So if it's official, bro, like that's true. You did say my, a four three, my, my you didn't eyes. say my eye is still official, man. I love that. So, well, let's get um, you know next week we can we can break down spring football a little bit more. Spring football starts next Tuesday. Uh, we'll hopefully have some more announcements here for you guys soon um, about maybe um, you know some appearance at a Florida Gators baseball game in the not too distant future. Uh, also, uh, we're still uh, planning on getting the details out about the orange and blue game tailgate, uh, which will All be that. on. April the next 19th. week. And the next week we have all that information, man, lined up. Tailgate, a lot of big news going on at uh, 
on the, on the horizon. A lot, a lot of news on the horizon, man. We're cooking up, man. Um, we're going to try to get busy this spring. Lots of news. Um, and finally, before we do a Manscaped ad read, um, please continue to give love to our sponsors, you know, Allen Horn Insurance, uh, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or uh, Alabama. Uh, please do check out homefieldapparel.com. Uh, and please do check out GameTimeSidekicks.com. Somebody left us a review and said we do a lot of shout-outs on this show. Um, and the reason we do is because they support this show financially. Uh, we're really appreciative of them. So that's the reason we shout-out so many people so often. So uh, for those uh, that were wondering why we do so many shout-outs, they keep this show rolling. So thank you to all of them. Silk, take us that's home with Manscaped that. Love, man. What's the shout-out? Like, who mad at shout-outs? Like, look, like... <laughs> Who mad at some love? A shout yeah. out in there with some love, bro. Yeah, they, he said that we should shout call out it the, the shout haters, out podcast. I mean, shout out my man Kyle C, man. How about that, man? Um, just because we giving love, man. This is a fan of the show, so shout out to Kyle C. You give me uh, little updates that I'd be missing. I can't, I can't roam the Twitter streets like I used to, but so I need people to just shoot me some info here and there. Anywho, uh, shout out to the great folks at Manscaped.com, man. You know, man, I got the tool. I got all the tools for your parts. Family jewels. Got the lawnmower 4.0. Safest grooming product on the market. Reduces the risk of ingrown hairs. Reduces mm. the risk of grooming accidents, which is very important. Uh, and, and it is man grooming season. It's never not season, but if there mm. is a season, if you want to take a break, wintertime will be that break, right? And then, like, winter time is gone, bro. Like, it's it's time to get, like, you got to start. If you're not in, like, beach shape, you slacking. Mm. You should have started in November because it's here. March. Spring. Have you spring clean, Nick? Yes. No. Don't lie. <laughs> don't lie, fam. So, shout out to the script. Man, hey, I, I, you're I, talking I was, to check, so I'm going to lie. Mm. I feel you. Pause. Uh, the body wash, man. The body wash is next level. Like I said, I got all the tools for your parts. The body wash is another tool I have for your part. Uh, lather up yourself with the infused aloe vera sea salt shower gel. That sounds like some player stuff you need in your life. You can't just be out here taking a bath with some Dove. And I found out Dove is not really uh, soap. It's lotion. Did you know that? So It's like a moisturizer. It's a moisturizer. It's not soap. Hmm. Okay. My mom told me that. You're like, what hmm. kind of savage are you, son? This is this is not so <laughs> savage are you. Hmm. Look at when you read the bar now, you're gonna be like, okay, yeah, it doesn't say soap. Uh, so shout out to that, man. Uh coupon code SD20. I'm using out. I'm using my manscaped. You shouldn't yeah, be using yeah, that yeah. either. Because you need soap, not lotion. Uh the body wash that is, like I said, infused with aloe vera, sea salt, shower gel. Like this. This ain't no regular soap, Nick. Oh, this is player stuff. Coupon code SG20 at checkout for 20%. 20 off. SG. 20 SG. Shout out to my notes for being uh, I'm a little <laughs> dyslexic today. Uh, 20 SG for 20% off, free shipping. Same corner, same time. Y'all know the vibes. It's y'all favorite Ari. It is. Um, we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks, couple of months with some guests that we have uh, in the works. So continue to listen. Thanks for everybody that uh, has subscribed 
uh, and liked us. Thanks for everybody that has given us a rating and review. Spotify does those now separate from Apple. Uh, so check those out if you can or you can give us a five star there. Don't think you can leave a review, but hit, hit up Silk's DMs with your reviews. Um, no, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, but but yes. hey, anybody, anybody on the West Coast of Florida, we about to pull up in Tampa, uh, real heavy, roll up network, mm -hmm. Kush House, uh, in, a, in a real different fashion. It's going to be fun. I'm excited with some announcements in the future, man. Some good times, some good vibes on the way. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited. Corey was able to share some of those details with me today. It's going to be a, an awesome opportunity uh, for local Gator fans and, and supporters of, of us and, and supporters of him and, and just continue to put out great stuff. So we're excited for that announcement, well, for Corey's announcement uh, in the next couple of, uh, couple of days or couple of weeks. With that being said, Silk, you brought it up earlier. We got we got to take us out with with Country Music Jesus by by Eric Church. What you got? What you got? No, that's the name of the song. song. It's oh, I keep for, I keep forgetting that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's uh, we, we did we did eight minutes on this to start the show. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, forgot, I forgot. I forgot. I thought that was his. I seen like I seen this. I just thought that was his nickname. Like like Jay Z calls himself Hovel. You know so I don't so think, I like, again, I don't think that he like walks around with shirts that say that I'm country music Jesus, but and I won't be surprised if there's, you know. But he put that energy out there. You know what he meant. So, I, so shout out to the yeah, country yeah, yeah. music Jesus. Shout out to country music Jesus. Boys, we'll see you at the uh, same corner, same time next week. Already. Already. Oh, that, that will be Florida, Florida State baseball and the start of spring practice uh, when the next show releases. So big, big podcast next week. Big podcast. Are we taking pictures that day? Hmm. What day are we taking we pictures? I think I think that's the I think that's the day on the calendar. All right. We'll talk about it offline. Already, man. Same <laughs> same time. We out of here. He'll be fine on the I had a revelation last night Divine inspiration from the other side What it's gonna take to right all this wrong We need a country music Jesus To come and save us all